Hello, and welcome back to the Dinner Table Podcast, where we bring the conversations to the dinner table that your family wouldn't. My name is Griffin Wiles, and today I'm joined by my extra iconic, hilarious, hysterical, best Twitter state government reporter, Lily Gwynny. Hi, Griffin. How are you, Lily? I am fantastic. It is Tuesday, and I am very tired, but I'm I'm kicking through. It is very Tuesday vibes, but it's also very fall and energy out there, which is very exciting. Yes, I agree. So I have Lily on the podcast today, and Lily is also the host of the 1909, which is another podcast brought to you by the State News Podcasting Network. Lily, what is the 1909? The 1909 is your home at the State News for everything uh, you need to know about what's happening around campus and city for a week. We do a news recap each week on what your top stories are, and then we have a guest who's usually a reporter from our staff to talk about, you know, something cool they did that week. So Perfect. that's what it is. Yeah, and what day does that go up? That goes up on Mondays, so you can tune in. Perfect. So be sure to check that out. But today, Lily's on because we're talking about something that is very near and dear to both of our hearts. <laughs> uh, very controversial, very hot topic. We're talking about social media today. Oh, yes. So just to start, I want to do a quick gauge of what's in and out for this fall semester, mm-hmm. social media-wise, okay? Hit me. So let's start with Facebook. Out. Twitter. In as heck. Snapchat. Out if you're over the age of 20, children use Snapchat. Word. I do have to say that my Snapchat usage has declined since I turned 21. That's good to hear. I would hope it has because Snapchat is for middle schoolers, and I would hope that you're learning to text people. We're still working on that. We're still working on that. Okay. Well. Pinterest. I'm going to actually go out on a limb and say that Pinterest is in because, and and not for the reasons that it used to be in, Hmm. which were awful. Um, Pinterest is in, A, because I have my own kitchen now and I need to come up with things to cook. Pinterest is great for that. And, you know, it... There's no better way to mood board. There just isn't. There just isn't. And Pinterest has that. You just have to stay away from the cringe stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to tailor it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's important. TikTok? TikTok, it's it's in but precariously. Okay. People are starting to get a little irritated with it, and they're trying to roll out that new, like, be real function on the app that, yeah, yeah, I just for for the record, Griffin just had a crazy look of surprise on his face no, when I said is this that. Breaking news! What is this? So TikTok announced, I think last week, that they're going to be piloting a be real function on the app that's called Now. <laughs> so You're I'm lying. not. I'm not. I can't even make this up. And you know how I know it's legit? Oh no! Because Taylor Lorenz retweeted an article about it. For those who don't know, she's the Washington Post um, technology reporter. I don't trust anything about social media unless it comes from her. Wow. So That's yeah. a lot to take in. We will get back to be real. We will <laughs> yes. get back to be real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One more social media platform that I want to gauge your opinion on, mm-hmm. Instagram. Instagram for me is always in. It's my vice, but it's also my greatest love. I love Instagram with all my heart. And no matter how frustrated I am with it, there are aspects of Instagram that are definitely out. Yes. Like, I cannot stand the reels. 
reels. The reels drive me crazy. Reels, don't get me started on the reels. Once no. I thought I was on TikTok for an hour, I was on reels. <laughs> you were on reels. Oh no. It was bad. Yeah, I would never I would never post a reel. Um if I post a reel, please somebody Something's send wrong. me like a nasty comment. You're being held So hostage. I take it down. <laughs> yeah, but Instagram as it as God intended it to be, Instagram with pictures of your friends, not suggested posts, okay. is in. Okay. Yes. So on the topic of Instagram, I'm kind of I'm kind of taken aback to be sitting in this room with you right now because I'm kind of in the presence of a internet micro celebrity, if you will. Oh my gosh. Who rose to prominence on Instagram as one half of MSU Affirmations. Yes. So that was, tell me a little bit more about how that got started. Well, that was about a year ago. It was actually the first week of fall semester last year that my roommate Ellie and I sat down and we actually, it's painful to have to credit this to the University of Michigan, but womp, womp. Um, their Affirmations account was really, you know, taking some speed. And we were like, this is funny. Has anyone done this for Michigan State? Nobody had. So we were like, we could do it. Like, we're we're reasonably funny. Like, I'm funny. Mm, yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm funny. I agree. And Ellie's funny. And Ellie knew how to make little social media graphics much better than I did. So we were like, you know what? We're going to give it a shot. And we were like, we'll be so excited if we get 100 followers by the end of the week. And overnight, we hit about 500. Wow. And that was just insane. And it just kept growing from there. For sure. So you kind of, once MSU Affirmation began taking off, you kind of became a creator instead of an Instagram user, if you will. Yeah. So and that was weird. How was that? Compare and contrast that experience between being the follower and the followed, if that makes sense. Yeah. So at first when we started the account, we didn't reveal who we were. So we we grew. I remember when we hit 5,000 followers, it was probably in October late September, early October last year, we got a cake from MSU Bakers that said affirmations is like a really big deal on it. Oh. And the girl who delivered the cake to Case Hall, when Ellie went down to get it, she said, oh my God, it's you. Because she had read the cake and she assumed, you know, it. someone from MSU Affirmations would be picking it up. And that mm. was like, I think the first time when we were like, wait, if we like told people who we were, people would know us. Yeah which is weird, like you walk around campus, you meet people in your classes, and there are probably people who follow you on Instagram, mm -hmm. but they're not like thinking about you. Yeah. <laughs> they're not reposting your stuff. That would be weird if random people in classes just reposted other people's stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, for me, the weirdest thing was thinking, oh my God, like I'm making something every other day that thousands of people interact with not because they know who I am, they just like it. Mm -hmm. And that that in itself is weird, but nice. It's It was nice, but it was weird. Yes, and I, you've also accrued some likes and views on TikTok. Yes. Outside of the affirmations, just as Lily Gwynny. Yes. So kind of with that too, and kind of segueing to TikTok, and in general, do you think there's sort of a urge or a sense that everyone wants to be someone who's being followed on social media like is that kind of an idealized state i think at the very like most basic level and 
the most like monkey part of our brains. <laughs> like we want to be liked by other people and we want other people's approval and we want to feel like what we're doing is appreciated. And so I think that's why, you know, social media appeals to so many people. And that's why the virality aspect is so exciting, because anybody could be the next person who's famous. That's like celebrity isn't for movie stars and musical musical artists anymore. Like it's it's anyone can do it. And it's exciting. But obviously there are some pitfalls with that. And sometimes the monkey brain gets a little bit dangerous when you're chasing, you know, people's approval online. Yeah. And then kind of going back to affirmations, it's not as active as it once was. I know the, yeah. the Little Miss, little, th- those made yeah. a resurgence, so it's really fun. That was cute, yeah. But um, was it a burnout? Was it just a little bit of a, okay, like, I I did this, I'm done with it now, or just don't have time for it? Or tell me a little bit about why you stopped, if I'm I'm comfortable. Thank you for asking. So towards the end of or middle middle to end of spring semester last year, we started getting some really cool offers from organizations around MSU to do different collaborations. We had since revealed our our identities to everybody, which was really insane. We gained we each gained probably about 500 followers each on our personal accounts Mm -hmm. when we did that, which was just wild. And the account was still growing. So these organizations started reaching out to us saying, hey, could you come to our event? Could you post about this? And we were never selling anything to anyone, obviously. But we went and we did a uh, collaboration with the Wharton Students Organization for Mean Girls College Night. And that was the first time that Yik Yak came for us. Mm. And I remember being so confused because I'm not on Yik Yak. I've never been on Yik Yak. And we were at the show, it was intermission, and we're watching, we're having a good time, and people start sending me screenshots of Yik Yak posts that people are making, just like butchering us for being at this event. Mm -hmm. They're saying like, oh, why do the MSU Affirmations girls think we give a crap about what they're doing like on their own time? Why why are they posting all this extra stuff? We don't care, we don't wanna see it, we just wanna see the affirmations. And we're like, oh, that's kind of hurtful because we we were like, oh, cool, we get to partner with an event for an organization on campus. We get to go see a show that's really fun and we get to put content out to help promote this group. And a lot of people, I guess, saw it as something that was unnecessary content or that we were self-promoting. And that was hurtful. And that was kind of when we started to take a step back from the account just a little bit. It really rattled me personally because I'm not on Yik Yak. Ellie was and she kind of knew that it was kind of just a cesspool of people saying stuff. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was really nerve wracking. And so we kind of went on our way with it, continuing to do it just a little more laid back. And then, yeah, so it kind of started happening where every time we went to a Wharton event, and I feel so bad about this, every time we went to a Wharton event, we would have a little scandal. And I felt so bad because the Wharton Students Org was so sweet to us and they were so welcoming and those were our favorite events. But we always had a scandal at them and we were like, oh my God. But what happened at the TED Talks, um, this would have been in end of March. So we were getting pretty close to the end of the school year at that point and we had kind of started talking about what we wanted to do, whether we wanted to let the account go over the summer or bring it back or we weren't sure. So we go to this TED Talk event, and lo and behold, 
halfway through, we start getting the same kind of text that we got the first time we were there. These screenshots, except this time it was a way higher volume and it was much more serious. There were people saying, based off of a rumor that was started by someone on Yik Yak, that the two of us had enabled and covered up a sexual harassment case by someone in James Madison College. Um, It was someone who we'd had classes with. It was someone who neither of us particularly wanted to be associated with. And the thing is, is we knew it wasn't possible for us to have covered it up because he had been kicked out of his frat, kicked out of his acapella group, kicked out of everything you can be kicked out of when you do that to somebody. We knew the victims. We were friends with some of the victims. And so it was really, really hurtful to hear people who were completely faceless to us on this app saying that we had done something worthy of quote-unquote being canceled. And I know that that's a loaded term to use to call myself canceled. I don't think I was canceled. We obviously are still walking around not like nobody deleted any accounts, nobody deleted any comments. People were saying they went on our posts and commented, I bet you're going to delete this account or keep an eye on them, keep an eye on their personal accounts because they're going to delete, delete as soon as they see what everyone knows. And we knew it wasn't true, but that was in itself so, so scary and so stressful. And I cried so much yeah. because you never want to be known as the person who did something like that, especially to thousands of people on your college campus. Mm-hmm. I went to class that whole week thinking, oh my God, how many people in this room know who I am and think that I did this horrible thing because of social media? Mm-hmm. And that was when I really knew I needed, to, I needed to stop. Like I logged out of the account and I didn't log back in until July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the last couple of weeks of the school year, Ellie made a few affirmations to wrap us up, but I was not active on the account at all. And I didn't get back on for a really long time. And that was something I just did for myself. And honestly, I'm still pretty intermittently on it. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting to me is that if you and Ellie had just gone to these events, not under the guise of MSU affirmations, just going as people who are going to these events and posting about them, I'm willing to bet that there would be no flack on Yik Yak. There would be no drama. But I think it's just because you two do have a status as MSU Affirmations, and people who are not at that status, I think, um, whether it be envy or whether it be just frustration that it's not them and that someone else their age is doing well, being successful, I just think it's really interesting that, of course, it was always when Affirmations was doing something cool and awesome and something that you should be happy about that all these people try to drag you down, and that was really interesting to watch and like be around for while that was happening because it was so very clearly to me just these people are jealous of (laughs) these two wonderful young women who are doing all these amazing things with social media. That's a really flattering way to put it. I mean, I would like to think that they were just, you know, insecure on some level. I think there are some people who, you know, Yik Yak is one of those apps Yik Yak is definitely out. I'm putting that out there right now. Yik Yak's out. Yik Yak is out. Mm -mm. I know people think it's funny. I know people like to go on there and share their weird 3 a.m. thoughts about, like, the hot dog they saw on the sidewalk or something. I don't know. Beats me. But, like, (laughs) um, 
Yik Yak to me is like the scariest manifestation of social media. Yeah, because it's all anonymous. Exactly. You could say whatever and get away with it. So that's yeah. also and why. that's that's what people did to us. Yeah. We don't know who started that rumor. We assume it's someone who had come into contact with us at one point or another. But that's the other thing that made it so scary is we were going to classes with people who could have very well been the ones who started it. Mm -hmm. Nobody, we still don't know how that started. Yeah. I think the worst, the worst thing we can do is become faceless on the internet, whether even, you know, when you're on Twitter with a username, even if it's not your name, even if your profile picture isn't your picture, you still are traceable. On Yik Yak, there's none of that. Yeah. <laughs> and that to me is so scary because you you can abandon all like general basic human respect for other people mm -hmm. and any sense of like misinformation knowledge mm -hmm. <laughs> and just run with it. Yeah. People, of course, didn't know that what they were spreading was completely false, but they spread it because someone told them that that was true and someone went on and said, oh yeah, my boyfriend's in James Madison and he knows. Yeah. And then people started hopping on the bandwagon. Yeah, and it's so easy, especially because no one, no one went to the Instagram before Yik Yak, or no one went to Twitter and said, "Hey, this is going on." It was mm -hmm. all. It started all anonymously. Yep. And then once one person just says some random, "Oh, this person did this," any other random person could say, "Oh yeah, they totally did. I mm -hmm. know that. I totally know them. My boyfriend yeah. knows them." And, and there, were, yeah, there were people saying, "Oh yeah, I've been in classes with them. They're shady." or whatever but i'm just <laughs> quoting somebody okay. you know like that's that's the thing like it was it was weird character assassination in a way that i had never experienced before because i've never been a public figure mm -hmm. and i wouldn't call myself a public figure now but like that's the closest i've come yeah and no one none of those people knew me i assume none of those people had any factual basis in what they were saying but they were saying it with total confidence and it was so scary because it kept going and everyone was telling me when it was happening, like, oh, Yik Yak moves really quickly. By this time tomorrow, they'll have a new thing to fixate on. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, that was true. But it still kind of trickled. It took a while to be fully out of the, like, cycle of posts, I guess. And until it was out of the cycle of posts, I was really freaked out about it. It took me a really long time to not be really afraid of, like, leaving my dorm yeah. after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's definitely scary because... You don't know what people are capable of if they spread this kind of stuff online. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so, and, so strange. And we felt especially bad because we knew the people who had been affected by the harassment and mm -hmm. assault. And we knew that this was dredging that up for them. And we didn't want to be any cause of hurt for them. So it was it was painful on two sides, both the aspect of like the public humiliation part of it, but also because we knew the people who actually had been victimized and that it wasn't good for them to see all of this on their social media. Yeah, and with social media in general, um, survivors and victims of assaults, when they have to relive that trauma by seeing these sorts of things, whether it be something that happened and that's in the news or it's an allegation such as this, like social media can kind of reinforce those traumas and those things that you're trying to get rid of because you it's everything you could see everything at any given point in time mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter like randomly on twitter you could see something about baby yoda and then next a war that's yeah and you know 
I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like, people were scrolling Yik Yak that night, and they were going from, like, just saw, like, a dude not wearing pants on the Farm Lane Bridge <laughs> to, oh, oh, I'm, oh, my God, I didn't know the MSU Affirmations girls enabled sexual assault. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's two very polarizing oh, yeah, opposites sure. there. And I feel bad for anybody who that, you know, brought up painful feelings for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and thank you, Lily, for sharing yeah. that. Um, I'm re- very appreciative. That yeah, you I'm glad, here to, talk I'm glad to put it. it all out there. Yeah. It feels good to, you know, put everything out into the universe. <laughs> yes, yes. And I do want to kind of pivot a little bit yeah. um, to your own personal Instagram because we are a little bit running out of time. <laughs> but you, you're the photo dump queen. Yes, anytime I am. Anytime I see a Lily Gwynny, anytime I see a Lily Gwynny photo dump, I have to give it a like. I have yeah. to give it a comment. Mm-hmm. So you're very creative with your Instagram, your personal Instagram. You don't just post a picture and say, okay, yeah. here's a picture. Tell no. me a little bit about what goes into your personal Instagram. So I have become a little bit resentful of the idea that anyone who works on curating their Instagram presence is like fake or pretending to be someone they're not. Because Instagram for me is one of like my few creative outlets as a college student. I don't, I'm not artistic. Um, I don't play any musical instruments anymore. I, I can't draw, I can't sing. I can post on Instagram and I can do a damn good job of posting on Instagram. And Instagram for me is a little bit like a scrapbook. I guess that would be a good way to describe it. Um, like the curation process of it for me is really fun. And I post a lot more frequently than a lot of my friends do, I think because I'm always taking photos. I'm just constantly taking photos. My camera roll is like getting up towards the 30,000 mark. Lily. <laughs> it's, it's really bad, it's really <laughs> bad. But like, I'm I'm taking all these photos and I want, I want to put them out to people. I, I'm like, this is a cool thing that I did. And so for me, it's fun like choosing these photo dumps of like what my week looked like over the summer or a trip that I took or something like that. That for me is like, my way of documenting it and it's fun for me and I like the organization aspect of it like I'm a little type a I like to be able to edit photos I don't edit for anything other than like light and color because you know we're not we're not into like what it, what is the the face the what uh facetune facetune yeah. that's the one um and you can clock facetune from oh, a mile yeah. away that's that's obvious. It's and 2022. Yeah, it is. That's like media literacy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I edit for light and color and things that make it, you know, all look cohesive. I like I like the idea of having a cohesive Instagram feed. Even going back to, like, posts I have on there from high school, you can see back then, back when we all used filters, oh, my God. I don't need to talk about it. <laughs> you don't need to talk about it, Griffin. Um, but even back then, I was using... I was sticking to the same filter for every single one because it bothered me to have an incohesive Instagram feed. And I've moved away from that because we've all moved away from that. But for me, it's like partially an outlet for my um, like control freak side and partially a creative thing. So it's fun for me. Yeah. And I think that kind of translates that can be translated to other social media aspects, too, especially in comparing social media to what we would do in place of social media 20 years ago like Mm -hmm. no one would just get a scrapbook from Hobby Lobby and get their little digital camera go print their photos like it serves the same purpose as scrapbooking Instagram and Mm -hmm. I don't know instead of diarying diarying journaling journaling, yeah journaling I think that's what you're going for there (laughs) instead of journaling you can just tweet yeah 
and I do. I tweet <laughs> frequently. I love Twitter. Twitter is like, and I will say, you know, working at the state news, we've got to curate Twitter a little more than some of us wish we could. Yes, we do have to keep up appearances. Yes, that's important. And I've been wrestling with the idea of making a burner Twitter account. I don't know. I haven't gotten around to it, but because I just love Twitter. I do love it. It's so much yeah, fun. I do want because we we can't post whatever we want whenever we want. And I don't know if we can talk about this, but <laughs> I kind of want to. How much thought do you put into giving likes and retweets and reposts to things that you see? Like, do you think, oh, like, do you normally just do yeah. it? Um, for me, I've definitely gotten better because my Twitter likes from a year ago were definitely unhinged, completely out of pocket, not professional, unhinged. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, they still are. Yeah. I think that that's true for most of us. Yeah, um, I would agree. Yeah. But now, like, I do unlike things now Hello. i yeah. didn't used to do that now i'll i'll like a tweet and i'll be like huh, actually no and i'll unlike it and i'll like have a little like prayer in my head where i'm like i agree with you or whatever i just can't like have that be public yeah. information no, I, yeah i'll bookmark it like my mm -hmm. bookmarks are like my extra secret likes because yeah I'm like, oh i just don't want to like usually if it says yeah. the f word i'm like eh, <laughs> like yeah because i for some reason, I feel like it happens to me all the time. People always see the tweets that I like on their feed. Same thing for me, but no one has ever, like, dinged me on it because it's usually my friends. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I am also, like, a frequent sender of tweets. Mm. If I can't like something, I'll send it to someone will, so that yeah. they can kind of agree with me. I know I've done that with you before. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so that's, like, my tacit way of endorsing a tweet. So, Yeah. I'm sorry, can you? <laughs> so really quick before we go, I want to talk about casual social media mm -hmm. and what's really enabling this casual social media, which is everyone's favorite new app, Be Real. Be Real. So are you, are you a Be Realer? I am a, a very sporadic Be Realer. So you're saying you're not real. Oh my God, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I often forget to do it. That is fair, but... Do you think, because we talked about TikTok now, mm -hmm. I literally, this is cringe. I literally Isn't that awful? Physical cringe. <laughs> is this the future of social media? God, I hope not. I hope not. It's not as fun. It's not as fun. I know why people like it. I get why it's a trend, but I also don't, I don't care for it. I thought it would have been so funny if Be Real went off while we were in here, but it didn't. It didn't. But That's I, too bad. I do agree because... There is still a curation aspect when you're supposed to be real. Like, mm -hmm. you can wait five hours and yeah. just take it when you're doing something cool. Yeah. Like, I think it's very interesting that there is such a desire to see everyone in their primal, like, basic normal states. I think it's yeah. so strange. And the thing is, is, like, you know what? There is nothing wrong with wanting your social media to be a reflection of, like, the best, happiest parts of your life. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, your social media doesn't have to be exactly what you're doing at any given moment. Yeah. It wouldn't be fun if it was. Exactly. And that's why Be Real just isn't as fun to me. Because yeah. no one really wants to see me sitting on the floor. Yeah. Like if, if I'm just in bed on my phone, I'll save the Be Real until I leave the house. And that's yeah. fake and that's fraudulent. And yeah, call me superficial, but like. 
that's the fun of social media. Right. Like, I want to see the extravagance. I yes. want to I want to see what you're doing, and I want to feel so compelled to leave a comment to hype you up. Yeah. It's meant to be theatrical. I think t- taking the theatricality out of it just is boring. Yeah. What's, well, Lily, I want to thank you so much for joining me. I... So happy that we got to chat today. Yeah. Final thoughts on social media. Put your face out there, for God's sake. Yeah. Don't pretend that, like, your views aren't your own. Um, yeah. You know? And and when you say something, say it to someone's face. And have fun. Like, it's not it, – there are obviously massively negative aspects to social media, and we touched on a lot of those, but, like – it doesn't have to be like that. At the end of the day, you're curating your own experience online. You have the power to follow and unfollow and like and dislike. And you wield the block button. So oh, true. <laughs> yeah. That, that might be the biggest takeaway. Don't forget that the block button is right there and oh, she's your best friend. Yes. She'll never let you down. She won't. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lily, so much for joining me again. Thanks for having me. Lily is the host of the 1909, so be sure to check that out. We just dropped an episode on Monday, yes. and there will be another one next Monday. And every Monday for a long, long time. Forever. Forever. Lily, thank you again for joining me. <laughs> yeah. And I will see you next week at the dinner table. Yes. I-